And welcome back, folks, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Our next guest, I'm going to tell you something, uh, Dr. Tori Lindemann. Tori. She speaks like 27,000 languages. I mean, she writes. And, uh, she, this woman is unbelievable in terms of her bona fides, her resume. Uh, and if you listen to that interview, and I hope you did, it was on Monday, and it'll be up it, by itself uh, in its own I've just been behind uh, working that 41-year-old murder case, by the way, so I've been kind of tied up consulting on that. But um, it's going to be up on its own here tomorrow at the latest. But you've noticed that uh, she talked about the deep state without even without even mentioning the deep state. This is a woman that, that has great knowledge of the Internet, great knowledge of the the dark web, and... Great. In fact, I've, I've got to ask her some questions off air, uh, where I'm having some problems in that in that arena. She can help me. But having said all of that, she's just a uh, an intelligent, tenacious, fearless investigative, uh, just an, inve- an investigator that that's just really understands things. Tonight we're going to be talking about healthcare, um, I, among other things, perhaps, but. Let's bring her on, Joe, and uh, that's why we have you. Tori, do you mind reintroducing yourself to our, our listeners and viewers? Yeah, so everybody can just call me Tori. I, um, I, I, what I do and what I've been advocating for a few years now um, is done purely out of uh, trying to open people's eyes and see past uh, what we're taught to think is correct, um, giving guidelines. Um, so I'm not here to educate. I'm here to help you see, have that aha moment and realize how all the dots connect. I mean, that's my talent, seeing patterns. So, um, this is something that, you know, you just need that click. So let's just leave it there. I mean, from military to linguistics to healthcare, circling back to linguistics as well. Um, you know, that's helped me through my life and experiences to be able to easily uh, uh, connect the dots and hopefully help people understand and make sense of this madness and chaos that is uh, uh, that we see today. Boy, we need that more than ever, and you're the person to do that. You're just the person to do that. And, yes. and but, Go ahead. No, I, I just I, I, I cannot I can't stress enough for people to listen very closely to what is said. And perhaps what is not said, but certainly suggested during this this interview, um, Tori, where do we start in this vast discussion of healthcare? Of well, I don't want to limit it to well. What would you call this discussion? And that's a strange question coming from the host of a show. Um, what are we going to get into tonight? What are we going to look at specifically? Look at tonight. Well, what I hope that we do is that I point out things that I'm sure many of the viewers, and sorry, I took my glasses off because I can see that there's a glare from my computer and that's distracting. Um, What I'd like us to do is kind of uh, me point out things that all of us have seen happening, have, have met, have seen and understand why they're happening. That way you can protect yourself from falling into these healthcare slash health care insurance traps and um, keep yourself safe and healthy um, to the extent that you can. Because again, um, 
the deep state or the bottom line, as I like to call it, is uh, so intricate uh, that trying to untangle it, it's it's worse than Christmas lights when you're taking them off a tree. Uh, you know, you're just it's a never ending web of connected to this, connected to that. But the bottom line is, let's just see how we can keep ourselves safe. Uh, and let's just see how we can keep ourselves protected um, and aware. I mean, that's all we can do right now is just be aware. Okay. That, <laughs> so, that's, that, that's fair enough. Okay. I, I heard what you said about um, Melissa, and um, I'd love to invite her to uh, the Greek-American community. I've spoken about her work in regards to Pizzagate uh, and any help she needs from us. Uh, the Greek American community were a hundred percent behind her. Uh, anything she needs, uh, we follow her work and many others. Uh, and this is a, a very important uh, topic for many people, uh, specifically the Greek Church lately, uh, looking into it too. So you have our support, Melissa. I just wanted to tell her that in case she's listening. Oh, God bless you. Thank you, and I know she appreciates it. And it's amazing how members of the new media. Uh, this media, this 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 a community come together, rally together as as we should, and assist one another. Because if you put out an SOS or someone else does, we want to know about it. We want to be there, and you're very generous and very kind for doing so. All right, let's get right into the topic, uh, uh, Tori. Let's let's. I, but I'm not even sure where to start because you're the pattern recognition specialist. You're the um, you've looked at healthcare. You've looked at the entire scope of things you know where to start let's just let's just start let's have a discussion all right so um i think maybe we can start from current events how's that Sounds like good. today Perfect. today donald trump um made the announcement that transgenders have no business in our military correct right well i'd like to touch base on that this is not an attack on the lgbt community okay i want everyone to be aware of that uh, this is uh, something that makes sense and from the point and perspective of healthcare, because you cannot be an active member of the military armed forces uh, to be deployed and go to war when you're dependent on medication. Because I, uh, as, you know, I can't even fathom what it feels like to be transgendered. I can only speculate. Um, from patients that I've met, uh, from people that I've met, friends and extended family uh, that uh, suffer. I, I can't even imagine feeling trapped in another person's body. I, I hear a lot of people saying it's a psychiatric disorder, but he's not looking at it from that perspective. He's looking at it from the perspective, you need medications to maintain your change or you know that you've already had before joining or during the change, which is a very costly. But on top of that, when you're in the war zone, what happens when you don't get your hormones? I mean, just think what hormones do. Has anyone been around a pregnant woman? We have to understand that, that, that it's a medication issue, not that we don't value them. And if they'd like to serve their country, they can do it at a desk job at the Department of Defense. No one is discriminating them against them for not being qualified as a person, but not qualified from a medical perspective. Simple. You can't go into the military with a heart murmur. I mean, you don't hear them victimizing um, themselves for it. So I just thought I'd start that off um, and say, you know, um, 
our president needs more prayer than anything right now with the attacks going on and all these ACLU lawyers asking for transgenders that want to join or can't join so they can attack him on another matter. So I just thought I'd put it out there, filter through the fake news. It's not about being a psychological disorder or, you know, a spiritual thing. He's a businessman. And I'm just saying from a fiscal perspective, that makes sense. You just can't do it because sometimes you can't get medications in the battlefield. So I thought I'd just throw that out there from, well, you know, uh, there's a lot to consider on this topic and there is a, a former Navy seal, uh, named Kristen Beck, who's saying, you know, tell me to my face that I'm not worthy to be in the military, but the, and some news media is running with this story at the same time. This is a, a person who's been retired for a while and doesn't have any future in in the military or in the the at this time and this was something that was done after their service anyway and you're going to see things like this uh continue to, to go in the media we saw today nancy pelosi saying you know your hatred is not going to uh, you know be better than our pride or whatever uh, i'm paraphrasing what she said but we see a lot of uh, hatred will never defeat pride is what pelosi said but it is a matter of fact as a matter of science just what you said there are a lot of things that people need to consider uh, to understand that and it's not just about discriminating against transgender people. It has to do with all the other people in that unit who need to be able to trust this person, trust their ability to do things as much as, as they can. And when something like this, uh, whether it is a chemical imbalance, a mental disorder, or even just point of preference, I think it's enough to uh, lead, to put pause on, on sending people like this out to the battlefield. And as you said, there are many other areas in which people like this could, could operate in, in, in the military if they really wanted to. But you can't have that instability there in units that are on the ground, you know, in life-threatening operations on a day-to-day basis and not be worried and, and have to focus on your... If you're worried about the people around you, you're not going to be able to focus on your mission. And I think that psych uh, mentality is part of what uh, Trump is... The reason why Trump's doing what he's doing. Yes, I agree. I agree. I mean, this is just another ploy for them to attack our president and consider him biased in some other way so this is just another new attack i just you know uh, personally like i said i you know if you take out my personal beliefs and you know it's science but you know science doesn't apply unless it's climate change um we have two genders that's the way it is but when you put that uniform on i don't care what you do at night when you take it off um but i do care if while you're in that uniform you are dependent on medication. That's something we can't have in the military. There's a lot of people that get disqualified annually for other um, issues and dependencies on statins or, you know, different medications. You know, there's waivers, but I just wanted to point that out. It's a healthcare concern because, you know, when you're a soldier, you're a responsibility. And if I can't give you your medication in the field, then you put your whole, you know, squad, battalion, everyone around you at risk. So, but, but Tori. Can I ask, yeah. I mean, is the number that great to even even really bother with? Are we talking, uh, to me, there can't be more than a few hundred. Uh, exactly. I mean, the transgender community is like 0.6%. No, that's the LGBT. But, I mean, most of them don't even go through a gender transition till their late 20s. So, you know, um, and they're not interested in joining the military. They're interested in finding themselves. Uh, is, is is what they say. I mean, 
for me, being a person of logic, fact, and hard lines, I find it really difficult to appreciate their position, but I have to acknowledge their position and try to relate to it because that's what any good science, scientist does. You try to see their perspective, you appreciate their perspective, but I, unfortunately, I can't relate to it because, you know, most of them don't feel like putting weapons on and going anywhere. I mean, they don't even know who they are yet. How are they going to support our country? Uh, you know, but regardless of my opinion, fact is fact. You need medications. You can't have it on the field. So you can't be a soldier, just like the other guy with asthma who needs his asthma pump can't be on the field. So it's, 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 it's um, very disheartening to see uh, the fake news just propelling through with this and um, trying to go forward. Okay. But, um, uh, so, I thought, you know, um, I'd start today with just um, pointing out one thing that I'm sure everybody can acknowledge to be a true fact that hasn't been really stated that our healthcare really isn't just healthcare. It's not going to the doctor, getting treated, and going. It's it's actually health insurance care. So health, wait, because there is a distinction with the difference here: healthcare versus health insurance care. Correct. Your your healthcare is the actual obviously by definition healthcare is the actual care given by a physician or a medical uh, practitioner. Health insurance care is the same thing, but in 2017. Okay. Okay. So where I'm going to go with this is that um, you know many of these insurance companies now are so far entrenched in our healthcare that they dictate what doctor you can see, who you cannot see, what medications you can take. I mean, as a physician, they might say, I want you to take this medication. And the insurance says, well, I'm not covering it. You need to try this one first. Uh, that's, that's, I want people to understand. We no longer have health care. We have health care insurance care. So it goes through the insurance in order for you to receive the care. I just want to point that out. And I'm sure all of us know that already. We just haven't said it out loud. Okay. Yes. Now, there's an exception, a couple of exceptions that I know in, in our town. Uh, we've got two doctors uh, that have, uh, they don't even take insurance. It's, uh, uh, I don't know, cash only, basically, cash or check, and they will put you up on an installment plan. Um, but that's that's rare, I guess. And I'm just waiting for some hammer to drop on them uh, by the some government agency saying they can't do that, but that's just me. Hmm. Yeah, it, most of them are protected by state law, but that's the best care you're going to get, actually. Oh, yeah. You're not going to churn and burn. Yeah. And you're not going to look at their insurance and say, what kind of insurance do they have? All right, let's run all these tests because it's good. Right. Um, but um, I want everyone to know that from day one that you have had health insurance, you have a file. Uh, you have this file that goes from one insurance to another, kind of like your auto insurance. Your honor insurance kind of says uh, how good of a driver you are. Your health insurance says how much of a risk you are. Now, that's illegal. Good but, it happens. but it happens. And I filed many um, complaints to the DOJ uh, from 2008, from the time that I came stateside and saw it a couple months later, on behalf of population over 65, on behalf of 
minors from zero to whatever, just a really broad spectrum because it, it's, it's to everyone. They have a file. I mean, we have to understand that they're documenting us. Again, circling back to the, we're the commodity. That reflects our ability to function or produce or contribute to the society. And uh, your health insurance has been compiling this information from day one, um, which is shocking to some. And some people are like, well, I have nothing to hide. Well, you know, you kind of should because you're the commodity and that's your reflection. And I'm gonna say something that was on the news today, something that I spoke about maybe four years ago. Uh, and um, going back to my CDC time, <laughs> that um, men now are found, there's a great increase in male infertility. Did you guys hear about that today? Yes, yes. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Yep. I'm going back to the vaccines with hidden, you know, Easter eggs, as we say in the video gaming world. Mm. People just don't seem to understand what kind of control is going through. And healthcare insurance is their point of contact. How is healthcare insurance and healthcare, they're supposed to be separate. But you, have you ever read one of those consent to treat forms? Um, no. Frankly, okay. no. They give you a summary and they just tell you sign it. It just says, um, I want to, I accept you giving me treatment for whatever I have and that I take economic responsibility or you can file, you know, against my insurance. That's what they tell you, right? Right. And here's where the funny part kicks in. If you actually ask for a copy of the list, the whole booklet, because it's a booklet, it looks like you know, the, the, the Affordable Care Act, it's huge at some hospitals like Mass General, Johns Hopkins, UC Davis. I mean, it's just massive. And inside it says, we have the right to retain any DNA that we have taken from you for research purposes. And we're going to follow HIPAA laws and making sure that your identity is kept secret. When we distribute that, uh, distribute your information as federal guidelines outline, you know, it's a lot of verbiage. If you look into it, while you're in the hospital, they are allowed to take photos of you and keep photos of you on file for at least seven years. And some of them, uh, some of them, in perpetuity, right, forever. Um, uh, keep your DNA on file. Um, they have your identity and your DNA information and all your other information connected, but they can share that to research groups as yep. long as HIPAA allows. Advertising agencies. It, um, there was a packet, the, the place that we go to up here, uh, it's like a network, and um, the UPMC network. And after the ACA, I'm not sure when it happened, but... Uh, a few times I had to have a, a, a minor procedure on my back and they had these new packets and it lays out, you know, it's the patient's rights packet, uh, packet of information. But when you read it, it basically says you're not entitled to anything in your medical records, but anything that they decide to do with it for any reason or any purpose, they're allowed to. And I'm just, you know, boiling it down to a very, uh, and you said something about taking pictures too, just to kind of hop on the here too. When my wife had major abdominal surgery, um, the surgeon came out and, and actually showed me pictures. Yeah, we never, I've never seen that before. Uh, it, it, blew, it blew my mind where I could actually see 
They showed it pictures opened up of her opened up. Yeah, yeah. On the operating table. Yeah, which on a phone, not on a camera or you know, bringing around dis- a pad that belongs to the hospital on the on the nurses or whoever's phone. Yeah, what was it? it was the surgeon? She, she, but she was kind. She said, "Would you like to see what we did?" Uh, okay, well here, and it's well, wow. But anyway, I digress. No, you hit the nail on the head because we take videos too. You're in your room sleeping. We still take videos. The charting the nurse does, it says you slept this much and this much. Everything, all of that is compiled into one huge file under your name. And unfortunately, your social security number that you so wholeheartedly provide to healthcare institutions that they have no right to. All they need is your, in, your uh, health, insurance, in, <coughs> excuse me, health insurance information and your driver's license. I mean, not even your driver's license, just your address. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing what what um, these uh, networks, these health insurance, and even the hospitals are able to get away with, specifically with the HIPAA laws out there. And it seems like um, they don't even follow those. If you read through their information, um, they follow them in regards to maybe when you're there or when you're involved in the, uh, you know, sending or get trying to share information. But when you're out of that picture, uh, it's no holds barred. Anything goes, and we can do whatever we want with your info, whether we sell it, give it away. Uh, if the government asks for it, all that's up on the table. And that's all in those packets. If, if Folks, if you read through those, um, it's very telling. Yes, and, and this is why people need to understand just how organized, you know, the bottom line is. Because kind of what I was trying to put out uh, the, the last time I was here was I want you to think of the bottom line or whoever is ultimately in charge of all these things. As the head of an octopus with eight arms, one arm is your healthcare, and and that is one of the most significant arms. The other arm is immigration, how you flux the commodities in and out. So healthcare is one of the biggest arms because now it enters into our it it falls and it spills over into our financials, it spills over to our taxes, and it fills and it spills over to genetics. Uh, and why I'm bringing it back here, eugenics, oh. the survival of the fittest. You have to understand that when we have scores under us, it is to determine how your DNA pool is against other DNA pools. And I know that we have laws saying that we can't use DNA to discriminate, etc., but you know, all these nice advertisements of wouldn't you want to know where you're going, you know, where you're from and what country or nation, you know, where that lady was like, oh, I thought I was. Yeah, you the know, ancestry. Yes. And and 23andMe and all of them, um, you know, they all get in and now they've even taken it to the next level, which is the mitochondrial take, um, which is even deeper because a mitochondria and I've been and that was my focus when I was. Uh, getting together my research is the mitochondria it's that dna that's actually bacterial that runs everything i mean it is the battery of our body but that sets the tone for your diseases it sets the tone for your longevity and sets the tone for your ability to extend your telomeres or how long they are short so now they're taking it to another level and now they're advertising hey wouldn't you want to know what your genetic ages you know have you seen that advertisement around no no that, no i haven't seen that you want telomere something they're called i saw it 
running across on CNN, of course, um, <laughs> will join in and just volunteer this information to see you answer a bunch of questions about your lifestyle, and then they take your DNA and they tell you, oh, you know, you're telomeres, guys, so you understand. And I, this is why it's so difficult sometimes for me to convey my message because you know, I talk to my colleagues or, or patients or people and different. So I'll just make it as simple as possible. Uh, we all know what a gene looks like, right? Let's just pretend it's got feet. Um, those feet have, um, caps. Let's pretend they're caps, like on the end of matchstick. Now the length of those matchsticks depict how long you're going to live. Because when you're at the end and there's only a sliver of that red that you see on a matchstick, you're about, you have one foot in the grave. You're almost done. Uh, so those tell you a lot. And from a young age, you can see how long they are and how, and, 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 and how they function on that. Boy, oh, hold it right there. Uh, yeah, we got to pick up. What a cliffhanger. Yeah. I, I want to hear more about this because I've never heard about this oh, before. Oh, boy. Folks, we are talking with Dr. Tori Lindemann. And she's going to be with us through the next hour. We're talking about a number of different uh, facets of healthcare, and you know, from insurance to the actual collecting of records. We might even get into the computerization of records in different uh, areas wow. that healthcare and technology might be taking us. But we got a lot more to get into, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to this edition of the Hagman Report with Dr. Tori Lindemann is our guest again. She'll be with us. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, this information is so important. We are going to forgo the bottom of the hour break. Keep Dr. Tori Lindemann uh, right at the microphone the entire time. This is absolutely incredible information that you need to know. And uh, we're so blessed to have Dr. Tori Lindemann as our guest. Before you get back to her, folks, WND Superstore. Superstore.wnd.com. Superstore.wnd.com. Promo code Hagman. Anything there, just use our promo code Hagman, and they'll treat you right. WND Superstore, you can get a lot of great merchandise, a lot of great books. Uh, we partnered up with them. They're great people. WND Superstore, promo code Hagman. Make sure you bookmark that and uh, check out all of the books and all of the uh, uh, items that they have there, Joe. And one great thing about that, that partnership is the fact that not only do you get the, the books there, and anything else that you want to buy, but we're they're also sending a lot of these authors our way to be interviewed on the show, and it's uh it's great to see the uh, new guests pouring in who who uh, have books out with WorldNet Daily or otherwise. Uh, they've brought a lot of content, great content to the show. So if you like what you hear with that, make sure you support WorldNet Daily and us uh, by purchasing the books with the promo code Hagman. We are talking with Dr. Tori Lindemann. And right before the break, we uh, got into a little area, very interesting conversation about the ability of uh, the technological ability to break down DNA to the extent where, as you were just saying, uh, Dr. Tori, that they can have a good idea of how long you're going to live based on what it says in your DNA. Yeah, exactly how long you're going to live, actually. You get plus or minus a couple years, depending if you change your diet or, you know, um, start suddenly... Uh, I don't know, getting into Tai Chi or something. Uh, so the standard deviation is about five years. Okay. Minus any Some major of that's life changes. disturbing to me. I just, so, so do they know this already? 
if you, for example, you go in the hospital, you have an operation, whatever it might be, tomorrow, uh, you have an operation or, or a procedure done, they collect your DNA. Is that automatically done, or is that something that, or what? That, that's done retroactively, okay? So um, when you go to a hospital, uh, they put your information on their system. So the nurse or the patient clerical assistant or the doctor that's dealing with your information just charts the way they should chart as they're taught because they have to put in everything, right? Did they sleep? Did they you know, do their business? Did they eat? But they also, that chart, then when you're done, is in a cloud that's accessed by other divisions of this bottom line arm of healthcare. And that's where they connect all your health profiles that you've gone to any single doctor collectively. Now, there they have blood samples and they can pull the information or request further samples. If you've been flagged, you won't even know that the sample's going out. I mean, even the people in the labs just know that if this comes up, you need to just put an extra vial and put it on the side. So um, you don't you know, and they're not told what it's for. They're just like, oh, it's extra just in case. Have you ever given blood? And they're like, oh, we just need, we just take a little bit more just in case. Have you ever had that done? Nobody wants my blood, Tori. Well, whenever you get a test, they might say just a little bit more to grow on, right? They do that <laughs> sometimes. And that's for that purpose. Um, because when you're running a test, you know, in the little vials, you really don't need to fully fill them. You know, a simple drop will do if you're right. looking. So I'm just saying, you know, under a scope, if you're looking or if you're putting it in a medium, you don't need much. The much is for the stuff that very few people are privy to. And again, circling back to the telomeres, this is why health insurance is also tied with life insurance, which is thanks again to the Obamacare um, that we've been presented because the Affordable Care Act ties them in that too. That's um, that's very interesting. That explains why my life insurance premium went up, you know, thousand percent. I'm kidding, but okay, no. wow. But yeah, your telomeres. Like I said, I want people to envision a matchstick and the tip that's red, and as you age, that tip gets smaller. And depending on how good the end of the matchstick is, or how long it was in the first place, is how long you have left to live and the rate that it will go. And like I said, I'm actually delving into this research come August with another um, a friend of mine where we will find a method to actually, um, I, I guess, make them more turgid or literally extend them. Um, and that, that, that can only be done, though, in a few people because they have to have the genetics. This is where eugenics kicks in. And Obamacare gave the free pass for them to try out all these new things on our over 65 population. Okay, now now it's a party. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, first things first, I want everyone to know that I am devastated that no one in the media or anyone talking about Obamacare has even touched upon the fact that the biggest slap in the face in regards to healthcare access has been to our elderly or people, you know, that are uh, 55 to 65, okay? And why I say 55 is because suddenly at the age of 55, they want you doing all these tests, right? Yes. And you're just like, my father didn't do that when he was 55. They want you to get vaccinations for pneumonia, and you're just willingly going ahead with it. You're like, yeah, that's my doctor. I trust them. 
So before I start on that, I want to make note on something and I want you guys to understand how insurances pay doctors and why you can only see a few doctors, why you can, you know, and everything. When you start your practice, there is a negotiation process, okay? So I, Aetna comes to me and says, how, uh, we're only going to pay you $100 to see a patient. And I agree or disagree. And that depicts if I take it. Then, uh, you know, another insurance company comes to me and says, oh, I'll offer you $250. All right, I'll take it. But if you only take my patients and nobody else, then I'll offer you $300. I'll take it. This is how contracts are negotiated. I want you guys to keep in mind that doctors get kickbacks from the medicines they prescribe to the insurances that they accept and to any government program that they subscribe to, okay? Um, and it sounds really bad to say, but you really can't trust your doctor because they've got an incentive. I mean, do you trust your insurance guy when he's going to make money off of you? Or the car salesman? Mm. You don't okay. trust your car salesman, right? Right. And this guy is just selling you a plan. Well, the doctor is supposed to sell you health. And unfortunately, you can't really trust doctors these days. They're trained like that. Rules, rules, rules. What? You have a patient database of 100 patients and, you know, 25% of them are unvaccinated. Boom. Here's a fine for not abiding. Okay. Now, let me let me go back just a tad here. So, annual mammograms. Uh on asymptomatic patients and no family history, annual uh, uh, colonoscopies, which appears to be the flavor of the day, you know, uh, or the month, all of these tests, necessary, helpful, or part of a larger scheme? Collecting information. I mean, if you have no symptoms, why are you getting an annual mammogram? If you have no history of colon cancer, don't have any problems, why are you getting why are you putting people to get these done? Because they take samples and they and your file has been flagged. So when any of you get a call from your insurance that says, Hi, I'm calling you on behalf of your insurance company, remember, keyword behalf, because legally they have to tell you that they're not really the company, but they're calling on their behalf. These are third party companies that are calling out to you that poses pharmaceutical techs or registered nurses on behalf of your insurance. So the script will go, hi, my name is Jane and I am a registered nurse calling on behalf of so-and-so insurance company. And it's yours because she has it in front of her. So before we continue, I'd like to verify your information so I can tell you about these new programs. How many of you out there have gotten this phone call, right? And, uh, you know, benefits. All right. So uh, it seems like you might be at risk for diabetes. So we'd like you to go get a retinal exam. But I don't have diabetes. Yeah, but you might be. So we're just encouraging our, you know, uh, uh, insurers to just go and get it done. And while you're at it, we'll, we think that you should get a colonoscopy and a mammogram, ma'am, just to make sure you're in great health. And the patient will respond, sure, um, I'll talk to my doctor about it. Don't worry about it. I can call and book the appointment for you. So they're even pushy. Um, and it works because they're collecting all these this data. And they're, uh, it's, um, uh, there's a main, it, it, uh, the main company is called Allegra, which then has all these other companies that 
work for all the insurances. Um, they're pushing on our elderly who obviously, you know, when you're 75, 80 years old and you know, you're, you're, you're vulnerable. And if someone shows interest in your health and promises to help you, you just participate because why would it be bad? Right? But that's all collecting information to match with the information they had with them earlier that they voluntarily give, which then gives them statistics to then apply it to the new generation, the next generation before them, and then the one before them. So for my generation who are, you know, 80s kids, right? 78 to 88, right? We're talking. All those are now starting to get phone calls from their insurance companies to see how much better they can do for them. And they're very slight insurances that have actually pushed on that. And it's usually, you know, the big names that have all become one that no one's noticed, right? It's Humana Blue Cross, Empire Blue Cross, Aetna Blue Cross. They all kind of became one, right? Yep. Yep. All of them are starting to uh, extend their hands out to 40s, to people in their 40s and in their late 30s and asking them to do tests again because we are the first generation that had been, uh, that began getting filed on, okay? Now, for all my people out there that are 54, okay, and under, before you turn 55, if you have any property in your name, a car, a house, a bond, a 401k plan, anything, you need to sign it over to someone. You don't need to tell them. You got kids, give it to them. You didn't have kids, you weren't blessed with children, that's fine. You know, may have a niece or a nephew. The reason I'm telling you this, you're going to understand later, but please heed my warning to this. You must sign over anything you own that is of value prior to the age of 55. If you hold on to it to 55 and an hour, you're going to lose it if you get into the predicament that I'm going to um talk about in a bit. Um, like I said, we're being filed from day zero. From the day we are born, we, are, we have a file. Uh, how much is contributed in, in respects to data is how much information we provide whenever we go to a healthcare provider. So if you go to the hospital and just give your social security number, that's super easy. If you just give your name or write down your nickname, but you have insurance, that can get it a little bit tangled so you can, they won't be able to have a streamline of information to make it easier for them to connect the dots because patient risk scores are built slowly. Now, for our population that has hit 65 and over, I'm sure a lot of you have gotten calls from companies that call on behalf of your insurance company stating how they want to help you pay the cost of medication or treatments, right? Yeah. Actually, a company called My Advocate, you know, uh, that's what they go by and they call on behalf and I have your information from your insurance and I'm here to help you and let's see if you qualify so I can get your Medicare Part B covered by your state. Now, if you're in a financial need and you need help, take the Medicare Part B coverage from your state is okay. Medicaid of your state, like for example, I'm currently in North Dakota, so the state of North Dakota would pay the $104 premium because our, our fixed income, people in retirement, believe it or not, are still paying premiums to have health care, right? That's going to be paid by your state. And your property is nothing to worry about. 
okay? But here's where it gets even funnier. They're like, well, answering these questions, sir, I know you own your house and you don't owe anything, but you know you only get about $700 a month. Maybe we can get you some extra help. So then you're on full-blown Medicaid. At that point, your property is the state's. State recovery has gone up by 300%. In some states, uh, over 2,000% in the state of Florida, South Carolina, and, and this isn't funny business, guys. This is, you're in need, and you've worked your tushy off for 60 years to pay off a house, and suddenly, you're sick, but costs are so high, and for five years, you're on Medicaid until you pass, and then once you pass, you know, as a parent myself, you think, I'm leaving this behind. In the end, you leave them nothing because the state owns your house, your stocks, your bonds, your 401ks, and even your burial insurance. They only give them 2000 until they sell their house, pay off every single thing that the state has paid on your behalf from the age of 55, not 65, 55. So from the age of 55, your social security number is now a state account number, and they bill everything. Like, you'll see charges for one piece of cotton wool for like $50 for cotton wool or a Band-Aid at $20. And I'm not joking. This is ridiculous. But, you know, they're winning on all sides. They're not only taking our money when we die, when we needed help, and our country is supposed to be there because we worked and contributed taxes all this time. They should be there for us. But they're also collecting data to attack and reduce and size up what kind of commodity they want left over. This has been going on since the 50s, testing out who can stand this vaccine, who can stand this disease, who can stand this kind of food, um, who can stand this outbreak. Um, if we give this population, for example, say you yourself went and got stepped on a nail and got a tetanus and you were in cohort, I don't know, five. And the next time you go to the doctor and they're, uh, you know, checking you out, they, they do whatever test or surgery, they're taking samples to collate with the rest of the cohort number five that took the same vaccine as you to see if there was any changes that you both had. Do you get with my drift about these Easter eggs in vaccinations? Yeah. I'm not sure about that. Okay, so I'll do it this way. I'm cohort number two. Right. Okay, you're cohort number three. And then Jane Doe is cohort number four. We all step on a nail and we go into the hospital and we have to get a tetanus shot because we stepped on a rusty nail. Right. So, you know, obviously me, I'll blah, blah. Nope, I'm only getting straight tetanus. I'm not taking the triple or whatever. Whatever shots we get, we fall into a study group nationwide. The scam of the, of the vaccination allocates all your information from as long as you've been on the system for every single doctor you visited, from every single hospital you went to, into group number two, into group number three, group number four, and there's millions of people in each group. Now, what similarities do I in group two have with all the other people in group two? Because we've all received the same vaccine, do we see any trend in something? Like we see with the infertility of men? 
okay. Just came out. So the the study groups are not just they're so that's what I'm trying to explain to you guys. Uh. You guys step back, stand on the moon and look down, and you're gonna see a layer on top of a layer on top of a layer. Your kid, when you take them to get a vaccine, has already been allocated to some group that they're studying. Mm. And that group will maintain, that's why next time they go for a vaccine, they'll make sure to give them a vaccine that correlates to that group. And then all their healthcare records, all their DNA information from telomeres, start to finish, from genetic disorders that they may be predisposed to or not, all of those are compiled in one file for your child that's compared to all the other children in that group. And then they wait to see what stands out. Ah, we made progress here. And this is how we reduce population this way. This is how we do this way. This is how we do that. And they put addicts in different groups too. Because the the main idea here, follow the money again. <clears throat> yeah, what they're looking for is to make sure that they can figure out what makes us tick. The reward pathways. This is why there's so much research into addiction. Because if you can, you know, find the medicine, the drug, the sound, the, the smell, whatever it is that can trigger addiction, then you never lose that commodity to listen to you. It's kind of like if I played a music that you just had to listen to all the time, you'd be in my house all the time and you couldn't help yourself and you wouldn't say anything bad about me and you'd follow my orders just to listen to that music. Do you see where I'm getting at? Well, I do. Okay. okay. So this is, when you say deep state, <laughs> deep state looks small. And you need to stand back. You, be, you need to be on the moon and look down to just how interconnected everything is and just how many layers there are. And people, Obamacare, when it was passed, made all of this stuff legal. All of it. And oh. this is why our president said it's cruel. All right, you got Pelosi, who's who's a wrinkled up dinosaur, and McCain, who's got a foot out the door. These people behind Obamacare, what do they care? How how does it affect them? What you're talking about? They must be thinking, or their handlers, generations down the road. Is that right or no? So, so yes. Uh, just one thing on McCain. Like I said last time, I didn't believe he's got he got brain cancer. In the McCain was very smart for what he did because now any garbage that comes out on him, any dirt, any PizzaGate related stuff that's on the wire for the DNC to get back at him will just be looked at as whiplash. So let's just I wanted to throw that out there. Oh. Very smart guy. And he did it right. That's why he said, I'm going home now to get better. He's going home and hiding because it's going to come. And it's a huge wave. But anyway, these people have themselves already won. They've had everything they wanted, full control. They're not inflicted by anything of this. Uh, you know, none of them were exposed to the supposed Ebola virus or the Zika virus. That's a new one. Um, you know, they don't have to do these things. They don't even get the same health care we get. Right. Kind of like military, our intelligence, I can tell you that for sure. We're not allowed to go anywhere else except for them if we need to be vaccinated or checked up on. 
So, uh, and not only that, pharmaceuticals is another one where you get your medication also has Easter eggs. And guys, Easter egg is a term that they use in video games when there's like a hidden level or something hidden or a prize or a trap. Okay. Usually a prize though. So Easter eggs is what we like to coin them in our chat. Um, they're found everywhere and they don't get Easter eggs. Even in the pill you take for your blood pressure, you might have an Easter egg. Just fathom that if you can. Because you're just like, so I'm not safe anywhere. You're not. Because, like I said last time, they can hear everything, they can see everything. They know everything. And not only that, they control everything we have. I mean, no one kicked up a fuss when we saw that Monsanto was bought out by Bayer. Why is a pharmaceutical company involved in ag? Mm. Does nobody ask these questions? It's because they're in there. They're doing it through our food. They're doing it through our drugs. And they're doing it through our doctors. And people, if you're over 65 and you get a phone call, and um, I just want to show you to what extent how, how much money these insurance companies are making, not only are they compiling data that they're selling to government agencies to compile these profiles and um, create the eugenic race, um, you know, the ultimatum of what they want and who they want left. They're selling your information under research, okay? Because this is why they're getting kickbacks from the government and so much support. And the pharmaceutical companies as well, you know, if you're getting this brand or this brand or this generic, um, they're all compiling this information. But there's one thing that you can all do, and that's one thing. You don't have to give this information. You don't have to give information. If they call you and they're like, oh, I just want to do like a healthcare risk assessment, they call you and they're on the phone. Can you raise your hands? Can you touch your toes? Can you crawl? Can you lift an object about five pounds? They ask you, you know, specific, um, how many times past two weeks have you felt down or depressed? Don't answer. You don't have to. It's not mandatory. You, the only person you need to give information like that is to your doctor. You don't need to give the insurance companies any information. And when they tell you that they want to send a nurse for an annual house visit, here's the catch, guys. And I'll tell you, I actually was in court supporting a gentleman because, like I said, I run a, a, for a nonprofit um, for Greek Americans that need help um, because they don't speak the language that well. This guy has worked in our country 67 years, okay? He has great insurance, great union, everything. The guy falls down and breaks his hip. He finishes up, you know, he gets better at the hospital, so he's ready to go home. And the social worker, which are the people that I loathe, guys, I loathe social workers, I'm sorry, because they're the, they're the ones pushing it. The social workers actually told him that we're going to put you in a uh, rehab center. Now, why should he have to go to rehab center when he can have a nurse come and have PT sessions at his house? True. And I'll tell you the reason. Because the year before that, and the year before that, annually his insurance would send a nurse to his house to check his blood pressure, reiterate and make sure they have full health history, see if they can offer him programs to help him, and have assessed that his house has steps, that he has a cluttered home, 
and that it wouldn't be safe for him to go. So he had no choice but to go to rehab, even though his insurance had him entitled to at-home physical therapy. So him opening up the door to this nurse that came to the house, she didn't just take her blood. You won't even see her again. She's a contractor. She took his blood pressure, looked at all his medication bottles and wrote them down, looked at his fridge to see what he eats, and they look at everything. They even take pictures when you're not looking. Like, if you actually see these databases, and I know a lot of you out there that are over 65 have gotten this phone call. I'm pretty sure you need to be aware. They document everything. This is a health check that they say to help you is not helping you. It's helping them gather more information to put on your file. So when you're in the predicament, just like this gentleman, they don't have to do anything because they'll say, no, you're going to rehab, sir, and you're going to stay there for as long as the doctors say you do. I know we're supposed to cover in-home health, but, you know, your house has steps. And he turned around and said, how do you know? He actually took him to court, and I was there to help justify if the call that they had with him when pushing the nurse was legally done correctly. So the person that called was another agency, didn't identify as a third agency, but identified as an insurance. And then she made it sound as if it was mandatory when it wasn't. So he won the case and sued this um, insurance company and actually got a really pretty penny at his age. Um, the point is, this is how you protect yourself. Nobody needs to know your business. They ask you, your response should be none yeah. That's basically it. If it's not something that they need right then and there for your health, done. Another thing I want to tell people is they ask you about religious preferences and supposedly connected to healthcare, right? Yeah. Uh, this is another file that they're creating, guys. Um, I know well that guns they, too. That's another one. Pardon? Guns. Uh, yeah. That's a yeah. question that's been on doctor forms and doctors will ask sometimes. You know, do you have any guns in the home? Yes. Not only that, um, but I wanted to tell everyone out there they are profiling under religious. So I want you guys to picture a pyramid. So we've got healthcare records that are segregated into age records that are segregated into religious records. They just span, span out. There are so many agencies that are doing so much research and compiling so much data for their bottom line to see who needs to remain. I, I, who, who needs to remain or who is allowed to remain? Exactly, but who they need. Oh. They need the, the, the people that don't ask questions, that are strong, that don't get sick, that can deal with insults, right? And then they need those that are more intelligent and less vulnerable physically. So they're, they're looking for uh, worker bees, basically. Thank you. Again, that's how it ties into immigration, how they bring people in and what they give us and what they force us. But again, because I am so upset that none of my filings have 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 been actually processed by the DOJ. I stress I can't stress this enough. If your insurance company ever calls and says and asks you information, it's none of their business. Their business is to pay your bills, guys. Okay? Pay your bills. It's none of their business to know your doctor's 
what you discuss with your doctor or what you're, you, I know we voluntarily give information because unfortunately it's our human nature to think that everyone is just nice and, you know, with good intentions. But guys, I, I need everyone to understand you need to have your guard up when it comes to this. Don't be giving out information like this. This will harm you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but someday it will come back and, 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 and nip it. So be very aware of what information you give. And also, for those of you that are over 65, that now in 2017, your insurance, we know Obamacare has killed you so much and nobody's talking about it. Can't even keep your doctors every year. You're changing plans because prices are going up. They want more on the premium. You know, I, I want you guys to read that stuff thoroughly and don't trust agents. Uh, sometimes if your state allows you, keep original Medicare. And if you're going to be turning 65 soon, I suggest you get the Plan C. Plan Sorry. C? No. My, yeah, no. I was distracted by my great Pyrenees. <laughs> oh. um, yes, he's he's um, in company with me right now because it's super hot outside and he has a lot of fur. Oh, okay, so. Br bring him on camera if you want. Uh, we, we love dogs. Here he is. Aww. Huge. Wow. So, yeah, okay. he's, he, and it's really hot for him, so he's sitting in the office. But, um... What I want you guys to do is get that plan C because that covers the 20% that Medicare doesn't cover. Um, it's very important to get it from day one so that way they can't kick you off. If you don't get it from day one, you can't get it after that or else if you do, it's going to be super high. We're talking two, $300, sometimes upwards to 600 a month. Um, it is worth it to get it right away. Um, but hopefully with what Trump is doing, uh, it won't be necessary because I do know that he's pushing to fix Medicare to actually provide free health care to all of the over 65s as something that we owe, kind of like the VA for us veterans. But um, to that, I'm speculative because that just contributes more data to, to the to the bottom line does does donald trump at this level do you think know what's i mean uh, uh, who in the heck knows what's really going on among the population uh, so, yeah that's 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 a really good question i i think um he was an outsider looking in had access to information that he was privy to or just like you or i are privy to that others aren't and he formulated uh, you know, an opinion. I think once he got into the White House, he just saw how bad it was. I know we had a leak where he said this is just cruel, right? right. Because he knows that it is cruel. What they're doing and how they're doing it. I mean, it won't touch his family because he's a Trump, right? True. But, but he's he actually cares. Remember, he used the word cruel. He didn't say unfair or anything. He said cruel because mm. what is going on in our, it's an invasion of everything. People, when our government sets laws, it sets laws for us to abide in a certain way. We are free from God. We were born and we were free. Correct? Free will. Yes? Right. Yes. All of that. I, I am born. I have free will. But my free will and my freedom stops when it imposes on someone else, which is fair to say. You know? I can't act like a toddler and snatch a nice handbag I see some woman wearing because I feel like it because that's my freedom to go pull it, but I'm imposing her freedom to carry it and own it. So we need to remember we're free. 
But tell us, can you all see that we've been wearing invisible shackles all these years from day one? Because our government tells us what we're supposed to put inside of us. Our free, how are we free when we're forced to get these vaccinations? Tell me how we're free. When the government is telling me to put a vaccine in my body, how am I free? When did the government become God? Well, it always has been just in different forms, but you're right uh, when, when you say that. Yeah, we're not free because no. they're telling us what we need to do. You give birth to a baby, they need to put shots in it right away. If you don't, you have CPS called on you. Well, hold on a second. I'm a free person. As a parent, I have dominance over the child that I just birthed to. Why are you dictating what I can put into my child? Why are you dictating? Why are you enforcing it on me? I want people to open their eyes. We have to see our, we are not free. We have the illusion that we are free. That illusion is, has started to crumble through the Obama legacy because we are forced upon. They've, they've not only trampled upon what we do with ourselves and our bodies. I mean, even the freedom to drugs. Okay, war on drugs. I'm not a druggie, but it's your choice. If you want to shoot up all day, it's your choice. Then why not decriminalize, okay, um, okay, along the same lines, uh, um, and help me understand this, for example, if you smoke cigarettes, they're $10 a pack or 15 whatever in New York City, when, when what, 20 years ago they were three or, or whatever, why are they, um, uh, then why not decriminalize, for example, heroin? Let, let let everyone just just go for it you're useless anyway you want it's to smoke money. go for it it's money but don't forget remember we're the commodity they're putting these laws because we're their property and we're killing ourselves so in order to prevent your property from killing itself and you know its function you try to remedy that yes Again, we need to stand back on the moon and look down at the bigger picture. But, but okay, and help me understand this. But, but if, if somebody's predisposed to being a, a, a heroin addict or a meth addict, why not let them go have at it? Because we want you out of the, we, want, we, we don't want you anyway. You, you know what I mean? Or, or am I looking I at... Mean, I know what you mean. But they need them, they need to control that because if people actually work, 100% free. I, honestly, and mathematically, at some point in our timeline, the eugenics project will have happened. Survival of the fittest, right? You you push through. You're a person that's not an addictive personality. You'll live longer and your gene pool will live longer, yes? Oh, yeah. But they're not looking for uh, us to just evolve as human beings, you know, in, 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 in an independent sense of what God gave us. They're looking to control how we evolve. And like I said, follow the money. All the money is going into addiction studies because once they figure out how um, we get addicted, what the pathways, the molecular pathways are for addiction, that's it. The game is over. Okay. You don't have to use propaganda anymore. Uh, you know, I'll just play my song in my house and they will all come. And they will do what I say just to listen to my music. Um, you, you need to pay attention to where the research is going. They're conditioning us through other methods while they're buying themselves time to figure out what the best way is to get it going. We are free people by God, and this is why I wholeheartedly support 
Our president, who I, maybe he reads my tweets because I send that out all the time. The government is not God. We have one God. The government isn't God. Right. And this is what they're doing. And Obamacare enforced it. And my, my, my over 65s, please don't give out information. The only person you talk to is your doctor. And I hope and, and I pray that all of you have a doctor that you can trust, that looks after you, and that doesn't try to meet quotas. I know all of them are on the whole vaccination train, but your mother didn't get it beforehand. And they had things like the plague going around, you know, back then uh, they had unsanitary conditions. It was worse living conditions a hundred years ago than it is today. And yet we have all these vaccines, even though our hygiene is better. Let's use our six inches between our ears. Let's, let's make sure we're more aware and awake. And Okay. Uh, Let me ask this. Is there any, one qualifying question that you would recommend if you don't know if you can trust your doctor perhaps you just got your doctor or whatever any one or two or three or several qualifying questions that you could ask your doctor that would tell you if you could trust your doctor okay so one question you can ask is do they know the contents of whatever they're going to give you that's one thing um and whatever medication, new medication they prescribe, and they say, oh, I think this will help your diabetes better than that medication. So let's change it. Your question there should be, well, what's the data behind it? Like, uh, why would it be better? What are the side effects to that one? How is it better to the one that I've been taking for 10 years and not now? Oh, why do I need the pneumonia vaccine? Oh, is it because I'm vulnerable? So, I mean, do I need it right now? Why am I getting a shingles vaccine? I mean, I had chicken pox when I was a kid. Oh, it's pre- preventative reasons. Well, what's the information? How long has this been going on? You ask them questions to see if they actually know the answer. Because if they're just like, oh, it's standard. Got it. It's doctors. Okay. Okay. Um, so they should be able to um, have facts to give back to you, something that's not acceptable nowadays, facts. Uh, They should be able to give you facts. They should be able to tell you why it's better. Um, And we need to just, you know, uh, guys, all we need is prayer right now. Because uh, we have not realized that um, the war on humanity has begun from the day that we've walked this land. And it's all about control. And um, the closer we get to the end of whatever it is, journey that we have to get back into that kingdom you know we need to be prepared the only thing we can do is pray always always believe that everyone has good intentions but always make sure to protect yourself first protect yourself because there's nothing free in this world again 54 years old sign everything over you own because if you get stuck in a position where you don't have money to pay for your health care in the future they can't come for that house you work hard If you're 65 and over and they're calling you and they're telling you about all these tests, you tell them, thank you very much, but your job is just to pay my bills. I'm going to talk to my doctor about that. Thank you. If they call and ask you questions about medications you take, you don't need to answer any questions to anyone at the insurance company. That's questions that you discuss with your doctor. Make sure that you know what your rights are. Oh, and another thing, if you ever get a bill, my population of over 65, this is something new I'm working on. And you are being bombarded with letters and collections from hospitals because your insurance didn't pay it, even though you were covered. 
after 90 days, if they haven't submitted the right insurance information, you're not liable to pay for it. So I suggest you get on the horn with your insurance company and say that they're badgering you because then they'll send them a letter to cease and desist. Because the, the thing is, like I said, the Obamacare meshed healthcare and health insurances and they work together. So either way, they got paid. This is just an extra payment that they're getting and they're bullying you. Again, it's healthcare insurance now. Because even if I was your doctor and prescribed you X medication, if your insurance says, oh, we're not going to give him that because that costs us like $500 for a 30-day supply. He's going to try this medication, that medication, and then that. But I'm the doctor. It doesn't matter. We're the insurance. We're not paying. All right. Uh, let me ask this real quick. On a personal note, my wife was, was hospitalized for several days, had emergency surgery. We we have insurance, not through Obamacare, although how can you tell anymore? But regardless, um, the uh, the stuff the insurance company didn't pay for, oh, my goodness. I mean, uh, I could buy a, a, a car that the bills were getting. Send it over. If you send it over to me, I'll get that cleared up because you'll be surprised. There's people that deliver babies, and because the husband holds the baby, they charge them a holding fee. Google it. It's real stuff. I'm not kidding. They just add whatever they want on it. Really? Uh-huh. Google it. There was a, This guy actually went to the news for it. A holding fee. My wife just had a baby, and I'm holding the baby, and you're charging me a holding fee. It's Man, so, somebody needs a whooping here. So, uh, a whole <laughs> bunch of people need their, their, their asses whooped. I'm sorry. I, I'm just saying, it's so entrenched. You can't, sometimes when you, like I said, my father was so wise. Uh, whenever I came to him and, uh, and, and spoke to him with problems I had or predicaments that I couldn't find solutions, spiritual mostly, he would take me on a mountain in Greece to a monastery, which God bless all the nuns there that pray for me every day because I need it. And he would have me look down at his little village in Greece and say, all right, there's your problem. How big is it? I was like, I can't see my problem from here. He goes, exactly. So when you take a step back, it looks really small and you can make more sense of it. And I want everyone to do that. In every single predicament you're in, take a step back, Pretend you're standing on the moon and look down. And then you can see the dots and connect them easier and make sense. If you have insurance and they should pay, then you need to step back, look at the bigger picture. And I know they don't send it in plain English, but feel free to send it to me and I'll take a look. At the end, they'll probably be paying you. <laughs> well, um, yeah, that'd be nice. And actually, I, I, I didn't mean to make this personal, but, but no. I can't be the only one in that position. I, I'm sure others are hurting, I mean, getting thousands upon thousands of dollars exactly. of bills. And, and they don't know where to start right and it's sad it's really really sad i mean it's not just and and the most hard hit again is our people that are on medicare they're the they're the ones hit the most and that is horrible that you would go for the people that are the most vulnerable and yet most wise but yet not they they believe in goodness you know um <laughs> Everybody does, and I, I can't. I, I can't even begin to unravel this healthcare charade. But it is an attack, not just on our health and how we are priced as a commodity, from our genetic profile to our date of expiration. Because with one drop of blood, I can tell you how long you are supposed to live. 
what your genetic age is you know they know everything when you're gonna start when you're gonna finish um, this is why insurance companies are a little bit different if you see to get life insurance and they want a blood sample walk away um, because if if you know you've been profiled that'll scale up all your insurances from auto to everything I, I trust me on this right they're all connected home auto life are actually connected you'd be like my yeah. ability yes well I want to ask you don't don't uh, in order to get that insurance don't you have to go through the, the test um, sometimes sometimes not there's insurance companies that just get a lot you pay them 20 bucks and you get a small amount of 250,000 in the end you know if you live 30 years you've paid a fraction of that and that something is the person going to keep up the payments or are they going to remember who we are have we resold their insurance policy oh, yeah. that with my father he had New York um, MetLife mm -hmm. and then it was sold to another one it took us like five years to find his life insurance policy oh yeah that happens I, and then that, um, our forgetfulness just like the Clintons do. My next question would be, um, in cases like that, with the, the insurance companies getting involved, wouldn't it? Wouldn't they already have your DNA or, or what they needed on file uh, from before or last time you were in there in a procedure to the point where they wouldn't need to do the blood test? Or is it just to see how, how far you've progressed or uh, if anything's changed? or How does that work? Okay, so how it works is a need to know. Uh, for those of us that are in the military, know what need to know means, right? It means... You can access something because you have the clearance to. So auto insurance, auto insurance, yes. Life insurance and health insurance work together. But your auto insurance can't just go to your health insurance and log on to their system and say, I want to know what Tori's genetic profile is or is she prone to, I don't know, blacking out or anything. But if Tori goes to the auto insurance company or the life insurance company and I want to insure myself, life insurance company, me applying for it, you read the small print, they access information and double check. That gives them the pass of the need to know to access the other databases. Right. There's got to be a chain of command. Interesting. Wow. Okay, we, we've got about nine minutes left here, which th this has gone to, uh, too fast. Um, we, uh, we go wherever you need to go. I, I'm just stunned by this information. Yeah, but we've got about what, seven minutes left. Eight seven minutes, left. Okay. I guess. Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, I just want everyone to know that um, at the end of the day, there's not much we can do to subdue the data except for, I have a wagging tail next to me, it's so distracting. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> He's just so excited, because it's nice and cold here, um, except for um, trying to prevent that collection as much as we can, okay? Basically, don't provide um, all the data the request. Provide what is legally required. Okay. Um, pretty much, when you go to the hospital, don't give your health insurance information. But but nothing more. No, no nothing, don't make it easy for them. Yeah, don't give them their. Don't give them your um, insurance, your driver's license, because they scan it. Kind of like if you buy cigarettes now, they scan your driver's license, guys. You buy a video game from Target, they scan your driver's license. They, do you know what information is on your driver's license? No. Depending no. on the state, it has social security, health information, oh. dental records. <laughs> and, and just to, to, to your verify what you're saying, too. when we were doing PI work, and I know, Dad, you remember this, we were in, um, in New York State, I think we were in Syracuse, and this is when they started implementing that policy of mandatory 
scanning the license no matter what you bought in the if you bought any kind of nicotine or alcohol in the stores and i remember you asked the the cashier you know why are you carding me i'm i'm you know 57 years old and they said well it's a new law we have to scan anybody who buys x y or z we need to scan their license and you, can and you imagine, walked out you can imagine my response <laughs> to that yeah uh you know go fly a kite and we'll go somewhere else but yeah they do i mean and, and it seems like in every state now at least where we've been that's almost the standard um standard procedure and this is why I carry my passport with me. You can't scan that. You know, I got that from the DOD, um, you know, issued at an embassy. And I carry my passport around if I want to buy a beer, a pack of cigarettes, uh, an over-15 uh, video game. I do not give out my driver's license because then on their database, which is shareable, again, circling back to healthcare, circling back, remember, because when you're talking about health, we're not just talking about, oh, heart conditions, lung conditions. We're talking mental health, um, you know, habits. You know, they have all this. You tell the health insurance company or your life insurance, oh, I don't smoke. I used to be a smoker. They already have your ID that you just scanned and bought that pack of cigarettes. So you're, they won't tell you, but when you die, they won't pay because they'll say, oh, you know, hey, they went to, you know, the mobile and bought a pack of cigarettes with their license. Mm. And this includes like the grocery store shopping club cards too, where they can monitor what you buy and uh, the loyalty you know, cards, healthy or not, and that information. I mean, that's really the purpose of what you're talking about in all these different databases. We don't seem to see. Yeah, we're slaves. I remember the first time I went to Canada, I felt the creepiest thing ever because they have something called airplane miles. They track everything from your gas, your food, your doctor visits, your pharmacy visits, everything. It's it's. It's, it's, it's incomprehensible that no one sits and says, I'm not really free. I'm not. We're wearing invisible shackles that we're just, and we're handing over the information for them to enslave our children and their children even more. And, you know, I'm really grateful that we have this president because he is really trying, guys, to break this cycle. He is really trying to rein it in and say, give it back to the people. Rain it in. We don't need all this data. We need to cut off these regulations, these stipulations, these monitors. We need to do it. Um, and he's fighting a really steep uphill battle. We're talking Mount Everest sized battle, not a hill. It's like more of a, <laughs> a mountain or a CVS receipt. You know, they're, they're really long. Oh, uh, exactly. <laughs> so, how many CVS receipts does it take to get to the moon? Um, Trump, Trump is really, really trying because uh, as an outsider from D.C., he sees a few things. I mean, in his line of work, he's probably seen everything. Like, well, why are we authorizing the federal government to retain these records of employment from our employees? Oh, yeah, well, if we want this title fund for this building, we're going to have to sign it, which is him giving authorization to provide information. I'm just saying an example. This isn't real. Sure. Sure. This happened. You know, government says I'll give you a tax deduction if you offer data on your employees so that I know what their work habits are. And you're going to take it because that's money. Sure. And you're like, oh, it's harmless. They're just finding out, you know, how many days of the year they're sick. And, you know, when Snowden came out and people were all shocked, oh, our phones are tapped, our cameras. I was like, ah, oh, no, they've been doing that. You just know about it now. 
and in regards to collecting data to profile us as a commodity. I can't stress it enough. We are a commodity. We are their property. Healthcare is where they hit us. They're dictating what medications we take, how we take them, how we get our healthcare, when that should be up to who? The person that provides the care. The people that provide the care are no longer free to just do that. They're not. They have to abide by these laws or else they lose their licenses or can't practice. They have to. Okay. I, I hate to cut you short. But we only have about 90 seconds left. Uh, this has been phenomenal. But let me ask you the cl- closing question. Given which everything that, that you said is health care, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, will it be, ever be repealed or repealed and replaced in a meaningful way? So I think what um, we're going to see is, yes, we're going to see it repealed. Uh, The replacement will be a problem. And I'm just hoping that Trump will be able to undo 25 years of legislation to do it. And I know he can't just do it with the strike of a pen, but I really hope he can. Um, uh, I'm hopefully I'm working on that, too. So, you know, I'll put up my fight for whatever paragraph I'm allocated, if allocated. And, you know, we'll. We'll see from there. But as long as we can detach government from healthcare, that might help. Where can people find you, uh, uh, Tori, on Twitter? Yes, always on Twitter now. Um, I've been using Twitter since it started, and I find it's the, you'll be surprised. I've started research projects with people through tweets. Um, It's a new wave of communication, short, sweet, straight to the point. Um, You can always find me there, and I'm always open to help and ask questions. And, um, I hope that I gave enough information for everyone to just formulate their own opinion, not so much take my opinion as fact. Sounds great. We really appreciate your gift of time this evening. Um, Give your uh, four-legged friend a hug for us. I will. Next time, bring him on camera. It's okay. God bless everyone. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Dr. Tori uh, Lindemann is our guest and, and is a fascinating segment. Really digging deep into uh, areas of the healthcare and uh, other sectors that intersect through a number of different uh, reasons and ways. The database is being one of the primary ones. Our email exploded with people who just say they love this, love this lady, love her information. We will have her back on, that's for sure. One more, one, one thing though. Remember, people, the government, the databases might give us an expiration date according to the data. God is in charge. We're right back with Pastor David Langford. What a great time. That was great.